Hey guys, welcome to the What Had Happened Was podcast, where we kind of just talk about society, world, and whatever's on our minds in our regular lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first things first, before we even get into this for this inaugural episode, happy birthday, Maggie. Thanks, Nico. I'm so happy that I'm one year older yeah. today. <laughs> can, you, can you hear the excitement on my face? I'm like, yeah, definitely yeah. really happy about that. Do you, do you feel old yet? I remember like when I was... I mean, you you know, when I turned 25, I felt super, super old. Yeah. Even though I'm not old at all. Yeah. I don't, like, I think it's gotten to a point where people are starting to get afraid of asking me how old I am because it's like, okay, you're not, you're you're over the age of 21. And so there's this, like, social taboo that you probably shouldn't ask women about their ages. But I don't really care. I never do. Yeah. But I'm also <laughs> not going to tell the people of the podcast how old I am just because I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Guess how old I am. Actually, don't. Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, like my birthday was so great today. I went to work because it's the middle of the week and they surprised me with two cakes. Damn. But I probably shouldn't have eaten so much cake. Uh, one of them was like a fresh strawberry and whipped cream cake. No, <laughs> Nico is shaking his head. He's like, no, you should. There is, there is never such a thing as too much cake. It, it was Ever. great. Yeah. Like one of them was a fresh strawberry and whipped cream cake. And the other was like this kind of light chocolate mousse cake that had dark chocolate shavings on top. It was so delicious. But anyway, so what had happened was they were trying to make like polite small talk with me while I'm like shoving this cake down my like throat. Um, <laughs> great imagery there. <laughs> I I just I had to eat the cake very fast otherwise I would have realized that it was a bad idea to eat all that cake but anyway they were making polite small talk and they were asking me oh so what are you going to do for your birthday today after work and you know it's the middle of the week and we have lots of things to do so I think I'm going to postpone going out with my friends until the weekend which makes sense thank you for doing that by the way yeah it's all it's all good but I didn't tell them that that I was postponing it until the weekend but Today, like the only thing I had planned was like just going on this neighborhood art tour. Um, I recently just moved to this area in Chicago and every day I walk to work and it's pretty easy for me to get to work. It takes like 20 minutes max, but I always pass by all these really interesting sculptures and buildings. And I've always wondered like the history behind it or why exactly, you know, these pieces of art are here. So I decided to do this art walk. They only have it once a month, but my coworkers started to give me like so much, so much flack for not doing enough on my birthday, which is really interesting because at the same time, they've also given me flack for doing too much. You know, it's like, oh, okay. When have you ever done too much on your birthday? Not not just too much on my birthday, but just like, you know, in general, like, oh, I think they're, they have this kind of misconception that millennials are always supposed to be doing really exciting, cool things things that you would see on Instagram or Twitter or just, you know, stereotypes like, oh, okay, this weekend is your birthday. It, it's also Coachella. Perhaps like you should go to Coachella this weekend because that's what people oh, your shit, age I do, right? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, right? Or like, oh, you know, um, you should go to Peru this weekend and go hike Machu Picchu or something. Yeah, so my coworkers were giving me so much flack for not doing enough on my birthday. But then at the same time, um, they've also given me flack for like doing too much or being extra. Like, oh, or one prime example was that I'd woken up really early to go to Soul Cycle, 
yes, it's very basic of me. But yes, I woke up really early to go slow cycle. I thought it was great. I don't know. It, it came up in a conversation with someone else that, you know, they, they were wondering why the youth of today were kind of completing their bucket list now. Why were people, you know, out, actively going out and doing their once in a lifetime trips or like things you would normally save up for right now while you're just like starting out? Why don't you wait until you know, you're 35 before you take that big trip to Europe? Why don't you wait until a little bit later before you go to like South America or something? Why do you, do, why do you need to do that now? You just graduated college. So, well, one, I don't even know how people do that. Like, how does anyone have enough money to do all of those things? Yeah. Everyone's doing all the same stuff. And you see like all the Instagram pictures, the Facebook posts of, you know, everyone taking a trip, you know, doing what you said, like, going around the world or like going out and crazy partying for their birthday for like, you know, every day of the week. And that's just, I don't think anyone has enough resources to be able to do that. Yeah. It but almost you, seems impossible. But I think my underlying question is just like, why is it that like the older generation has that question for us? It, it, it's just like, why are the youth of today completing the things that they should be waiting or that they should be doing when they are retiring? I mean, I feel like, we're, I mean, we're supposed to already have our lives together, have like be on track for a career and everything. And I feel, I mean, if it was just coming from me, like, I feel like I'm nowhere in life and I need to, you know, figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the closer I get to that, the more and more I want to complete everything I haven't done. Because then at that point, once I get settled, when am I going to have time for that? I barely have time to do anything as it is, you know, with work. Um, certain small hobbies or even just hanging out with friends, going for a drink, doing large things like that. There really isn't any time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I just I just wonder like where this shift in like attitudes came from though. Also how like where did this attitude come from? And then do you think that social media kind of, you know, snowballs on itself so that you know, the people that do have the resources, like you mentioned, to go on these trips and stuff, inspire the other people who might not necessarily have enough, like as much resources to go take these trips. If they think that this is normal for people our age to go on these trips, maybe it, or maybe it motivates them to, you know, save up half their paycheck every month to go do that Vegas trip, which might, you know, be, which might cost a lot less for somebody else. And a different position. True. I mean, in, in terms of the actual shift, I mean, I wouldn't know. It's, I just, I mean, uh, I would just circle back to, you know, that we don't have as much time or we're supposed to have more of our lives together because I mean, no one, what's supposed to be after school. That That's your regular life. Now everyone goes, you know, gets that four year degree that, that those are your fun years. Those are dedicated to this is where you can do everything that you're that you know have fun and once those you know years are over you either you know go to grad school you buckle down or you are already settled into your life Mm -hmm. and that's what like we're we're supposed to be full mature adults by then and like not have any fun (laughs) no not not do anything exciting not do anything (laughs) like that but we're supposed to be like ready to either you know get married have kids or do whatever and like have a serious career and on top of that and are at that point, our time for, you know, those good times or those fun memories are kind of dwindling at that point. You have less and less times as we, you know, accept more and more responsibilities 
to live that normal life. But, you know, given the trajectory that we're on right now, I don't think that any of us, like, quote unquote, millennials would do that. I don't think we would be the type of people to, like, buckle down and say, like, you know, the, the life that I've lived up to now, I'm going to discard that and start start. Working. Oh, no, the millennials don't think that way. I don't think that way. I think everyone just thinks that the rest of the millennials think that way. Mm-hmm. People, you know, are in terms of like schooling and everything. I'm supposed to have shit together. I have none of my life together. People tell me I have my life together. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm only 25. Mm-hmm. And somehow, you know, I'm supposed to have like a dedicated career and things ready to go. Mm-hmm. And like, no, there, there's no way. But everyone else is telling me that's what I'm supposed to, you know, do. And especially with the older generation, there's those that like baby, oh, that baby boomer generation that like the, the whole stereotype of, oh, you know, I pulled myself up from my bootstraps and everything. So you can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, we can't. And like aside from like economics and everything aside from that, there's just we don't have that time. They they had less things to worry about, you know, they just in their regular life. I'm not saying, you know, the they had any less troubles than we do now, like personally, mm-hmm. but we just, we're just not on the same page. I don't know. I kind of don't buy it that we have less time to do things. We all, there's, I feel like time for everyone is like, it's, it's something you need to actively focus on at some point in your life to, to say that like, these are the things that matter and I'm going to make time for it. Perhaps like, what sets us apart from other generations is that what they thought mattered for the time that they had is different from what we think is important for the time that we have. Like for them, perhaps it was like, okay, well, I need to find a stable job and then I can buy a home and settle down and like have my family versus some of us who have seen that lifestyle. And it's like, okay, myself, um, Like my parents have always worked really hard and they are exactly like you said, they pulled themselves up from their bootstraps. They were immigrants coming here with like really not a lot in their pockets and they have just been working their entire lives. But because of that sacrifice, I now have like the luxury to not have to worry so hard about making sure that I have housing and like food on the table because they are that resource that could help me out if. I ever came to like a really dire situation and I'm extremely grateful for that. But because I've seen that type of like stability and I have that sort of safety net, perhaps that what, maybe that's why like it compels me personally to be able to like take more risks and to like spend my time differently than the way that they've spent their time. See that that, that's one of, I'm actually the opposite. Really? Like my, my parents made a huge sacrifice, you know, Move from small town to city, the whole thing. And I could go on and on about everything that they've done for me. I'm very happy for that. Now I feel like it's my turn to give back to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a whole uh, bleed in from the the old times of, you know, just like you have as many kids as you want and then eventually they're going to give back to you. But like now, like they've made such a sacrifice and done so much. I've never seen any anyone work so hard. And everyone says that about their parents, especially pe- people our age. Yeah. Because most of them, especially with from minority backgrounds like us, they <laughs> nice, nice plug for that. In case I had to don't plug know. it in there, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, they all feel that same way mm-hmm. to some extent, at least. Yeah. So at least at least for me, like 
I've lived a very, very happy life so far. I have no actual complaints. Me too. So, I mean, to me, like, going out and doing large trips or large things kind of almost seems selfish. Hmm. I think one time I I went on a cruise, and Ooh. that was my graduation present to myself. Mm-hmm. It was like a four-day cruise. I went with a couple friends, and we, we went down to Mexico. Whole thing. It was great. Mm-hmm. And part of me, like, in just taking that felt a little selfish, even though, like, I was paying for it. I scheduled it. I wasn't working. So it's not like I was really impeding on their lives at all. Mm-hmm. But like me not being there, helping them at their at their office or just being there to take care of my sister, something like mm-hmm. that just didn't like sit w- as well for me as it probably could have for someone else. Yeah. Any large trip where I'm not like within 45 minutes of them, I feel is some sort of selfish act. Mm-hmm. And I know they will tell me time and time again, like, Live your life, do your own thing, you're fine doing whatever. And I know they are always encouraging and supportive of everything I do. Mm-hmm. But to me, just because they have done so much, I have no idea how I can pay them back, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just kind of inching my way towards that as best as I can. So any time spent for myself just seems like I don't deserve it, I guess. That's kind of a more extreme word. Because... Mm-hmm. They've, they, from, you know, stories they've told me, like they've been working everything their entire life. Sure, they've had some fun, but it's been, it's been a hustle for yeah. them. They were going through working. They move when, like, my mom is currently back in school. Mm-hmm. Bless her, fighting through okay. that. That's their, that, that's their thing. Yeah. And I, you know, it's hard to compare myself when they've done so much and I've really don't think I've done very much at all. Hmm. I mean, that is to say though, like, Yes, I do feel the need to give back to my parents. But at the same time, I feel like they've worked so hard their entire lives that even if I did try to give back to them in some way, they wouldn't take it. You know, it's like, we've been working on our own for so long now that like, the the most we can like hope for is just that you live a happy life so that you don't need to work as hard as we did. That That is something like my parents constantly tell me they're like, hey, like, we are happy if you are happy and obviously like not doing drugs or like committing crimes and stuff. But like, if you are, (laughs) if you're doing a career that you enjoy, um, you're doing it not necessarily for the money, but you're doing it because you actually like it. Then all the sacrifices that we've made up until this point are worth it. You know? No. Yeah. And and I completely understand that. And my parents have told me the same exact thing and I, maybe it's just me. I don't know why Mm -hmm. I can't get that through my head and truly accept it. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I have no idea. It's it's just one of those things where mm-hmm. I I mean maybe one day I'll feel a little bit more comfortable, maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not abandoning my parents. I'm not abandoning them or anything like that. It's just Well, obviously. Obviously you're not abandoning your parents. <laughs> Cut and dry. Bye parents. Thank you for like raising me for 18 <laughs> years. We're good now. See ya. See ya. No, it's not anything like that at all. But there've been several times where I've done something nice for them, like, oh, I've cooked dinner or, you know, I've cleaned the house or, you know, I've made a special treat for them, something that they wouldn't have necessarily done for themselves. And the look on their faces is like, why are you doing this? What is, why why are you wasting time doing that for us? And I'm like, whoa, what? Mm. You think of that as wasting time? No, I see that. I see that. Why aren't you doing you right now? Okay. Don't worry about us. My my parents used to do the same thing whenever I'd buy something for them. One, their first response would usually be something about money. Why am I spending money when I could be saving? Exactly. And especially when it's on them. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, just, damn, let me do something nice for once. And now I think they're, they're slowly getting over that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm pretty sure they're getting, they're well over at this point. They just let things happen. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll, I'll buy them things. Or I think like most recently I bought my dad some Snoop Dogg tickets. Cause he, you know, he's from oh. Southern California or was raised there. So he likes that kind of music and everything. Wow, and the opening acts for all people. Uh-huh. Oh, they, apparently they had a great time. Oh, that's awesome. So, but both him and my mom went, had a great time. And, you know, that that was it so and, and they fully accepted that and it was fine mm-hmm. um but like say like two three years ago they might have been like why are you spending money on us mm-hmm. like you could be like putting that in the bank doing something for yourself it makes no sense mm-hmm. but i think they realize i've been, i'm i am my parents son so i'm stubborn mm-hmm. so i'm just like nope doesn't matter i'm gonna do it regardless of what you say <laughs> <laughs> and they just have to get used to that let me do nice things please let me do nice things for you really want yeah. to but if you're gonna give me a dirty look about it i don't know it makes me feel bad that i'm doing nice things please stop mm-hmm. um, yeah but it, it is funny though like the same mentality i mean this is just coming from us like regardless of the minority influence that we have from our upbringing mm-hmm. our entire generation that that's what the you know everyone labels us as you know either one or the other we either do everything or we don't mm-hmm. But somehow there's like there's no in between. There's no normal. Somehow we're broken. Yeah, we're either doing too much, doing too little. Like we apparently cannot do anything right. Yeah, yeah. Why are you completing your bucket list now? What? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like it makes it like you have your whole life. Yeah. But like if someone were to ask me that, it's like no, I don't have my whole life because mm-hmm. then I have to work and then save and do all this other stuff. Like part of me is like I'm planning for a future. If I start splurging and doing random stuff in the middle. It's going to just take me longer to plan that. That's true. But then again, you don't know how long you'll live. Knock on wood that you will live a long life. True. Right? You never yeah. know. You could have an accident. You could. But I mean, it's really, at what point do you live life like it's like the world's going to end tomorrow? Or what time? Like at what point do you plan? Yeah, exactly. Who thought of YOLO? Who thought of YOLO? Isn't that Drake? Where does this sort of mentality yeah. come from? I'm, I'm still very puzzled by that. I don't know. I used, I used to live that. I used to say it ironically uh-huh. and live that mindset because it was just a stupid thing to say. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, once you start saying it so much, you kind of start believing it. And it's like, all right, there's no point. Like, life is short. So you there's might as no well do it because, that. you know, because you have no you have no idea when you're going to get another opportunity to do it. So I should eat two pieces of cake always, right? Not just one. You should eat the full cake, Maggie. But then I'll get diabetes. I might have to pay for it <laughs> later on. Eh, science will catch up. I say that all the time, and my mom gets mad at me. <laughs> science will catch up. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, science will catch up. They'll figure out how to stop the beatus. Basically. Basically. I, I eat. I eat everything. I drink everything. It's just if something was going to happen to me health wise like that, I would have been dead like five years ago. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I feel it. I feel it. But I don't know. I just. I just ponder like what what will our futures look like. Will they look like the traditional future that everyone, you know, has had already, like the buckling down and working type path? Or do you think something's going to be different with our generation? Like, do you think we're going to be able to keep up this sort of like doing your bucket list as often as you can type mentality? Like we should YOLO all the way up until you retire or die. I mean, I I think it's going to go both ways because I know I'm pretty sure a lot of the, the reason why we have that mentality is, you know, now people are more accepting of living a non-traditional lifestyle of, you know, what the past generations have done. 
Like you don't have to have a family. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get yeah, married. Yeah, you don't need you don't you need don't to have, have a family. To have kids. You don't need to own a house. You don't need to own a car. You can live minimalistically. Yeah. You don't need to do anything anymore, so everyone's just doing whatever the hell they want. Which is great. People let like let people do whatever they want. As long as you you don't affect me, you're not, you know, cutting me off on the freeway, anything like that, do you. Yeah. And then, you know, you'll have the other population that still wants to have a family, have some sort of tra- like more mellow traditional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in that population right there. I do want to go out and do as much as I can. Like I went to Vegas a year ago. It was the greatest time ever. Three days. Oh my gosh. Three days is all you need in Vegas. And it was fantastic. Did you have a promoter? Uh, I don't know if we had a promoter. We had, one of my friends had the hookup while we were there. So we, we, we got a bunch of stuff. Okay. Shout out to Pete, the promoter. My little sister swears by him. Like for Pete's sake, never yeah, shout out to Pete. Shout out to Pete. Never pay for anything when you're in Vegas because Pete will hook you up. And I was like, whoa, what? Next time in Vegas, I'm gonna I'm gonna chat chat with you, Maggie. <laughs> I don't even know Pete. It's just my sister, but I'll find his number for you. <laughs> Please. But anyways, it's like one of those things. Like I'm sporadically throwing things in there as best as I can. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't sit as right with me. Mm-hmm. But then again, like I don't believe in vacations. Wait, what? You don't believe in vacations? I want them, but it's hard for me to have like a real vacation. I'm always working or doing something mm-hmm. that's never just like having my own my own time. Yeah. Like the wor- the worst thing I've probably done is put work email on my phone. Mm-mm. I'm always on there. Like when I'm not at work, I maybe get a handful of emails, but those emails like cause way more stress than they should for minor things. Yeah. I think only twice have they been like emergencies that I've had to figure mm-hmm. out, but that's definitely not helped. So whenever I'm doing nothing or nothing productive, I guess. It's like, what am I doing with my life? I could be doing so much more. I could be making money. You could be. Time is money. Time is money, but your sanity is also something that you should keep in True. I'm slowly learning that. (laughs) I I mean, for me, I've realized that I definitely need vacation time where, you know, I have to to cut off at some point with work because the type of work that I do, it can definitely just overwhelm you and also consume all the time that you have. You might put on your, um, yeah, you might put on your, what's it called? Your time card that you work 40 hours a week. But in reality, you are constantly thinking about things to do for work, like 24 seven nonstop. Um, so for me, like, uh, something that I've been working on as of late is just trying to increase my mental bandwidth. And in order for me to do that, I have to stop multitasking as much as that pains me Mm because I've been multitasking for so long. Like, I feel we, you there. Yeah, you know, we've been in that program for like so long now that maybe we should give it a shout out. I don't know if that's okay or not. For people who don't know, because you definitely probably don't know because we haven't talked about it up until like right now. Nick and I have been in like this college. Um, <laughs> we've been in like this college program since we were like 10 years old. And they teach you so many things for like at such an early age and like how to just multitask very well. And so I've been multitasking since I was 10 like constantly like okay I can keep like 20 things in my head at the same time but as I've gotten older I feel like that's not very great for my health um at all it definitely is not and so I've had to really train myself to be like okay right now I'm going to eat my lunch I'm not going to look at my work emails I'm not going to think about things to do for this weekend I'm not going to do anything else besides concentrate on just eating lunch and Having that sort of mental space to clear off, you know, some of the extraneous things that don't really matter 
really helps me focus nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, taking vacation, you should definitely think about just taking the vacation. Don't think about anything else except enjoying your time on the vacation. It's so hard though. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm barely like within the past six months, maybe a year, barely. I've been learning to, you know, take take that path slowly, slowly disconnect from everything. Like, I I never used to be on my phone and doing like random random shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like looking on Facebook for hours on end, doing nothing. I used to do that to distract me. Now, like I'm always on my phone trying to be productive. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at work emails, looking at my regular emails, like seeing what's going on. Um, I have to respond to my friend's text immediately. Do you though for something non urgent? Usually I do. I'm actually very, very prompt. Actually, with you are very text. prompt. I, I will give yeah. you kudos for that. Yes. Unless, um, unless I'm eating, you have my full attention. <laughs> That's good. You clear your plate for eating. Yes. Nothing is more your important than food. Your hypothetical plate Please. and like your actual physical plate of food that you're eating. Yeah, but otherwise, I could be like, I could be out with friends at a bar, which is I know is super rude, or like, and I'll, I'll be responding to texts or checking emails. Like never doing like on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, none of that. And I'll be responding at home. I'm watching TV. I'm reading. I'm playing video games, doing whatever on my own time. I'll be responding Mm -hmm. or looking at like being attentive and being an active participant in whatever is not relaxing to me. Gosh. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm slowly learning to turn that off. I don't know how. I don't know what will help me. I have no clue. You're doing YOLO in a very different way than what people think YOLO is. Really I guess I right live now. like a like a weird a weird go with the flow yellow. I have no idea. Oh my god! Uh, lately, I've been super, very stressed, and I don't know why. I got yeah. freaked out like four months ago because I had high blood pressure. Oh, no. But with someone who's as healthy as mm-hmm. me, like I should not have high blood pressure. Guys, so I've cut guys, out coffee, guys, done all that stuff. Guys, Nick runs marathons. He runs multiple marathons a year. I've only run two. I don't run multiple a year. I ran multiple a year once when I ran two in one year. Those are the only two I've ever run. Wow, look at you correcting me. Okay. All right. I was trying, don't try and call me out of some hero. I guess not. Take it back. No, don't get me wrong. I love my marathons, but <laughs> anyone can do them. Yes, I did them, but they sucked afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was in bed, like just literally bedridden for like a day. Oh. Do you think humans are meant to run marathons? Probably not. We're not meant to. I'm sure we can. Yeah, I we can do I a lot of things. Doesn't mean we're meant for it. Yeah, I don't think we were meant for it. I don't think that when we developed, you know, the ability to run, we probably weren't meant to run for like almost 30 miles in one period of time. That's a that's a long time no. that a cheetah is running after you or something. Yeah, there's no way that our, our hunter gatherers needed to run for that long at all. Anyways, that's a little <laughs> off topic. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyway, back to this. This yellow mindset and what it means to be a millennial and like why we need to do all the things that we ever wanted to do immediately right now. And I mean, I feel like the I feel like the uh, next generation is slowly doing that better, I guess. They're, they're learning how to be productive and crazy at the same time. I know my sister does. Mm-hmm. She's only 12. Mm-hmm. It, are they Generation she, Z? Like, I forget. There's... They're... I don't know. They're Generation something. I think they might be Generation Z. But she goes to school. She does her sports. And, like, she still has enough time to hang out with a ton of her friends. And it's funny because my parents always kind of get on her case Mm -hmm. about, like, not reading or not doing anything scholastic in her free time. Mm -hmm. But, like, 
She does a ton. She does more than I did in school. Well, maybe. Do you think it might also just because, like, it might also be because she's seen you as her older brother do a lot of stuff, and so she knows that she can take that on, too? Because Maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm always active in letting her know she can do everything as long as she budgets her time. Mm -hmm. I never budgeted my time, Mm -hmm. which is why I was way more stressed, so I'm letting her know and she's doing it all. But maybe I am a good influence. I don't know. I don't think I'm a good influence or as good of a brother as people tell me I am. I think you're a very good brother, Nick. What are you talking about? Like you're Well, thank you. You're always going to her like concerts or like going with her to like the Selena Gomez concert. I thought that was great. Okay, well well one, I go to all of her events because how else am I gonna embarrass her in front of her friends? True. And <laughs> two I did not go to the Selena Gomez concert with her. She went with me. Oh. I wanted to go to that concert. (laughs) Oh, okay. My bad. So I just brought her along and surprised her with the ticket. See, that's still like very good brotherly guidance right there or whatever. Just brotherly time with your sister. That's more than most people can say with their siblings. True. And and I know she's already starting to try and uh, complete big events. I think she mentioned boarding school one time across the country and like because she wanted to travel the world and do all that stuff like she she has way higher aspirations than i did maybe i was just a lame child or like i have no No, idea but she wants to do so much stuff and like i had none of those aspirations whatsoever i barely like i wanted to be a graphic designer and like make a ton of money now i like eventually was like to be in advertising but like she wants to travel she wants to go work in different places she wants to do things I was not like a doing things uh, motivated person. I liked to buy things. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just compl- I'm uh, materialistic a little bit. So I get I get that high off of physical things and not experiences. I would rather trade the physical things for the experiences, to be honest. That's why I don't have a lot of stuff. Like I've been putting off buying a couch for I think seven months now. And every time I'm like, I think about buying another couch, I'm like, well, I could buy that couch. Or I could do a round trip to New York. Craigslist that. Or I could go on that beach vacation. Ugh, but then I have to go and think about finding someone to bring the couch back to my apartment because I don't have a car and I live in the city. These are simple problems to solve. You find someone with a car, you rent a car or something from like one of those, uh, like, like a U-Haul or whatever. Like they're very simple things to solve. Mm. It's practical. But that's so much more effort than just buying that plane ticket to New York, you know? Guys, tell Maggie to get a couch. Hashtag Maggie needs a couch. You do need a couch. Although I will I, I will agree with you. Like a round trip to New York sounds really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Any, no, anything like, within the uh, country, I do without hesitation. I've done like weekend trips to Boston and New York and all that stuff. Like I go there quite a, quite often, not, not as often lately. Mm-hmm. Like I do that just to go. And that's no hesitation because that... I can fit that in on my weekend. Do do a quick yeah. power trip. I'll take like mm-hmm. half a Friday off, go on plane, get there Friday night, and just spend two days, take like a red eye on Sunday, and get back uh, Monday morning and be at work on Monday. I've done that t- like two, three times. It's exhausting That's as all so hell. Hardcore. <laughs> but it's so worth it. But then again, it comes back to the main question of tonight. Why are we doing all the things that we've ever wanted to do like immediately? <laughs> I mean, may- maybe because we also we have the uh, the resources to do so. That like I, I know, like I know I, I talked earlier 
saying that, you know, financially, how is it possible? But mm-hmm. everyone has, ha- has had that generation before them that has kind of done everything they could or has done everything that they could have to make a cushion for us. So, like, mm-hmm. our parents tell us not to worry about stuff and to do things. They didn't have that. They they yeah. had to work their entire lives. We don't have to. Yeah. We have the option to not work if we don't want to. Which is terrible. Which I, which I hate. Yeah, I will I will work and I hate the people who like truly embody that 100% that they don't have to work. Mm-hmm. But those are like trust fund kids. And, yeah, those are you know, a few and far between. Yeah. But, but like you, even us, like we're we're still in like that maybe like half mentality, but we technically don't have to. My parents mm-hmm. technically you know, I don't have to. But that would be not a really good use of my time as like a human being. Exactly, and that, and that and that and that's because you pe- people like you and me are just want to be productive. Mm-hmm. But w- we just have the option yeah. to not be if we don't want to. Oh. I remember, like my parents keep telling me that I can move back in with them, and like mm-hmm. work a minimum wage job, do whatever. But as long as I'm working and doing something, I can live off of them. But just like help participate in the house, take care of my sister, cook, clean, things like simple things that I, w- I would be doing on my own just at mm-hmm. their place. And I'd have so much extra money and I can do all this stuff, take all these trips, do whatever I want and be okay. And I'm sure, you know, some people don't have that option. No, they don't. And like, I know for me financially, like the the reason that I can go do these things is because I've skimped on other things like buying a couch, you know? I got mine for free, Maggie. That's not an excuse. <sighs> but I'm just saying, like, there are certain things that I don't necessarily need that other people would deem as necessities. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I don't need to have that couch. It's just expected of you that you should have a couch. Just saying. Like, oh, you should have a car so that you can get around. And it's like, well, do I really need it, though? I can get, I can make it work so that I either walk or I take the bus or public transport or something like that because I am fortunate enough to live in a city. So if I can find a way around it and save money so that I can use that money towards other things like these experiences, then I will go do that. But then at the same time, I don't have like traditional things that other people have. Like I don't have a TV. I probably should get a TV. I'm just looking around my apartment right now. Within like 10 feet of me, there's a couch, a TV, a computer monitor, this computer that I built from scratch. Wow. Um, uh-huh. A PlayStation. Do you absolutely need all those things? No, I don't. But I bought them. If you, I look at it this way. I don't uh-huh. do – I don't have those experiences often. Where do, what do I spend most of my time doing? Sitting in my apartment. So how do I – how am I going to mm-hmm. enjoy – the majority of my life that's just sitting in my apartment or in my future home, watching TV on my computer, laptop, on my phone, mm-hmm. playing video games until I can't anymore. It's like I'm investing in the future nothingness I could be doing. <laughs> but like to me, that 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 makes sense. Like, why would I want to splurge on like a week trip mm-hmm. when I could be living my are living in luxury in my apartment for like three months that is true i mean i i do have other things that aren't necessities like i have a rug yes that is just there it's just for show but yes i have a rug i have art in my apartment that i don't need to have but it just makes me feel happy i don't know i guess i'm just different because like the things that i need and the things that i want 
it they're different that's all yeah i'm paying for a lifestyle mm-hmm. and not a life experience i guess like mm-hmm. i don't know if you've been to my apartment while you were here i don't think i have also by the way guys like in case you didn't know this nico and i are not in the same room together we're actually facetiming or skyping because i moved away and this is how we catch up by yep. telling each other what had happened to us invent about the shit that goes on in our lives mm-hmm. <laughs> but no i haven't been to your apartment got it so anyways i live in the middle of the city mm-hmm. in in capitol hill one that makes my rent skyrocket and i'm like because there's so many things to do around me i'm always doing those well i'm always doing those things so i'm like going out to bars like not exciting things but like my cost of living for that experience is so much higher so i don't have as much room you know financially or time wise to do anything else and i'm personally kind of okay with that mm-hmm. i don't need a huge experience to do things there are very few like large things i want to do mm-hmm. like aside from i think the only things left on my bucket list that i like i know for sure i want to do is take a trip around india for like a week or two that would be a lot of fun it -hmm. would and go to australia and i've wanted to go to australia forever that's my number one thing Mm -hmm. as long as those internet posts of like deadly spiders don't scare me away but like those are the only two things the rest of like i have the rest of my life to save up for that and eventually do something later now Mm -hmm. i want to live comfortably now yeah so I like to buy things to make it more comfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes it sound like I'm a really like materialistic douchebag. <laughs> and I swear to God, I'm not. Oh, my God. My witch laugh just tells it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. I'm really not that superficial. No, but, I know you're not superficial. Yeah, it's like, just silly because it's like. But there's like all these things around me that like, you know, let me have my own YOLO life mm-hmm. in my apartment that I don't have to, you know spend so much money on for a short mm-hmm. short amount of period yeah that's true you i feel like although we might all use yolo like right now or actually i guess we don't all use yolo anymore because it's a pretty outdated term but anyway um i feel like Speak every person's definition hey <laughs> what you don't think yolo is an outdated term oh it is outdated but like i still use that like ironically now mm-hmm. but still but still I feel like what people value as their YOLO experience, you know, differs person to person, of course. Some people might think of YOLO as like, okay, I'm going to go out to the club every single weekend because I have the luxury to be able to do that now. And I might not be able to do it in the future. So YOLO. Um, But other people might be like, hey, I'm only living right now in this specific spot in the middle of the city. I'm going to YOLO by making myself... um, extremely comfortable with like the items that make me feel happy because I might not have this experience in the future. Yellow. True. And it's one of the, like, I like the feeling of being able to work really hard, you know, all the time and then being able to pay for and obtain all of the stuff that makes my life comfortable. Like not necessarily the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Like everyone gets that small little high of buying something new. But like for me, it kind of, it just lasts. for me, it, it just lasts. Perhaps the reason why we're all doing the things, you know, on our bucket list now is not because we're all rushing to like get them done so that we can, you know, bunker down, like, you know, just settle down and do work and no play until we retire. 
but probably just because like we want to have the most comfortable lives as we possibly can with the, like the resources we have at our disposal. True. Yeah. I guess that it's that, that, that comfort is just different for everybody and not, and not, and neither way is good or bad. Like some people think I work too much. Yeah, it, exactly. It's just different. Some people think I work too much. I honestly think I don't work enough. Mm-hmm. I know some people who work more than me and they're crazy, but they think it's normal. Some people barely do anything and do all of this stuff. And I also think they're crazy, but I'm sure they think I cr- I'm crazy for, you know, working a regular nine to like nine to five. I'm nine to six, but this, the whole thing mon- and Monday through Friday, like, that's just normal, and I'm sure other people don't think that that's okay. It's mm-hmm. just different levels of I totally get that yeah. what people want to do, yeah. and it also might be that everyone's bucket list, all 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 of them are different for different people. Like my bucket list is not very big, and I'm sure I could pull up my bucket list right now on my phone because I actually have an actual list, and there's not much on it. Mm-hmm. Well, one because life is pretty comfortable. There's nothing more that I want to do. You know, the things in my neighborhood that I just moved to. Why are people making fun of me for that? That's not okay. <laughs> if I want to figure out why the architecture looks like this, please let me. YOLO. <laughs> yeah, oh YOLO. Just, just, just say YOLO after every single sentence. Yeah, like I'm like mm-hmm. I'm looking at my bucket list right now and nothing is very exciting. There's like bungee jump, because like they're all regular things that people do all the time. The first one is okay, bungee jump. There's like yeah. learn to shoot and handle a gun, which I actually learned. I did that mm-hmm. not too long ago. So I can cross that off. Travel to Australia. Oh. Visit Mount Rushmore because you always see that in movies. And I honestly, I have no idea where Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> I, I also don't know where Mount Rushmore is. That's like a very like a family road trip movie sort of thing to do. And I've never done it. Perhaps you should go with your family. You should surprise your family with a family road trip to Mount Rushmore and see if they will take that. Because I know your parents work hard and maybe they'll be like, all right, Nick, we'll let you treat us this one time. Maybe. I'm sure they'll be down for that. But like, because I was never raised in sort of like that style Uh of life and like family upbringing, like we didn't take, we we didn't take road trips to like Mm -hmm. national monuments and things like that. Like we went to California, we'd go to Portland, we'll do things like that. Uh, the next one is like f- fly in a private jet. Never done that. Would love to do that. Next one is go to Canada. Wait, I've never been to Canada, and it's like wait, th- whoa, two and a half hours whoa, away. Whoa. You've never been to Canada, guys. I'm Nick, and I are from Seattle. Okay, do you know how close that is to Canada? This makes me really mad right now that you've never. I been know, to Canada and it makes before. a lot of people mad. Very mad. But I'd like. There's nothing uh, in Canada the like, of interest to me, like at the moment. Like I know nothing about Canada, and I'm gonna do that this summer. I, I have a plan to go to Canada just because. Um, but it, but it's like it's always like I always want it to uh-huh. be a spontaneous trip, and you would be surprised how very few people are willing to go on a spontaneous trip to Canada, like I am. <laughs> <laughs> but like another one is like stupid shit like meet Selena Gomez, <laughs> meet Kristen Bell, climb uh-huh. climb Mount Rainier. Yeah, learn how to swim is on my bucket list. I feel like you should, you know, swim before you surf. Exactly. So walk before you I have to learn how thing. to do stuff. And then there's like another one to be able to ollie on a skateboard. I have two skateboards, mm-hmm. still can't do it. And like another one is be on TV. 
But like that's just like mine's stupid stuff that are things I can't do that I, I want to experience once at least. But none of them are huge experiences aside from like maybe flying in a private jet and like going to Australia. And that's my idea of like I would feel I would have an accomplished life if I did all of those things. <laughs> maybe you're not. Maybe you should ask your sister for a couple more things. When maybe, and I'm sure she list. will just she'll give you she'll some. toss things out left and right. I'm sure she would. She would. She'd probably throw like ride an elephant. Oh, I've done that. Or like go scuba diving. Yeah. I, see, I haven't done anything. I, just just to put that out there, elephants are very hairy and scratchy. We didn't sit on them with like those weird chairs. Like we just sat um on them uh-huh. and this is in thailand by the way like they give you like these special suits that you wear they look like scrubs almost that are all the same color and so when you take pictures with elephants it really looks like you're wearing a hospital like scrubs scrub suit um but like i sat mm. on it and i was like very surprised by how like scratchy they were like the hair just scratches you it's very rough but i was like all right good to yeah so maybe maybe you should add fried an elephant on your list. I was terrified, by the way, the entire time, but it was great. Yeah, well, like there will be random times where I just like see something on TV or read about an article, something I haven't done. Like boom, that's on my bucket list now. You know, Machu Picchu has always been on mine. Maybe one day I'll do it. We'll see. But anyway, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on what had happened was. Uh, if you like us, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud or wherever you got this podcast from, as well as follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Anything else that I missed, Nick? Um, no, I think we're on SoundCloud right now. iTunes and Spotify to come, but I think that's about it. Tune it. We'll, we'll be back again in a couple weeks and, uh, you'll hear us talk about some more random stuff. Yep. Thank you. Bye.